Man to Man podcast. Mike Mikowski, Dennis Lemire, we're back again. We yes. uh, we're we're uh, we're finishing off. I think what well, we think we're finishing off. I, I <laughs> say that, and then I immediately go, "How do you know?" Right? Like, <laughs> good, good luck, right? So um, this has been this has been a month actually. Looking at the date from when we started this, uh, it was October twelfth. Actually, was when we wow. first started uh, discussing this, and so we've gone through quite a bit, and, and we've been talking about our three like main areas that we see are coming against men uh, internally effectively is what this is. So, so that some of it is, um, you know, the things that we experience as men, some of it are are things that are coming against us in, in externally, but, but there's three real things. One of them was confusion. We talked about um, and how we can overcome that in our lives. You know, we talked about that when it's confusion, it's not from God, just yeah. by design. Uh, we have to accept where we are, Sometimes we have to take a deep breath, right? I don't know what to do, but that's okay. Right. So I'm just going to take a deep breath. We have to focus on what we know, right? I used that the other day, actually, with the, with a the guy who I was talking to. He he reached out to me in in a in a moment of need, and he said, you know, this is this is what I'm feeling. And I said, well, you know that that's not true, though. And he goes, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I know it's not true, but I'm feeling that way. And I said, okay, but let's focus on the fact that we know it's not true. And, and like that one thing was the only thing that we needed to work through that was just, wow. that's not true. And so focus on what you know, right? And some of it might be, hey, what I know is that this isn't true. Right. And so go with that. Be patient, right? Allow ourselves the time to work through things. Allow time to happen. You know, it, it's, it, it, so those are the things we talked about with confusion, um, despair, right? A lot of times despair is, is, is another area. So confusion comes in. Sometimes confusion leads to despair. Sometimes the despair can lead to confusion, right? But but in the end, those two kind of got to go hand in hand. You can kind of bounce in and out of it, right? Like some days you're super confused. You don't know what's going on. Some days you're just in, in this state of despair. You know, how we can work our way out of that. We talked about giving your burdens over to God. Break the pattern, right? If you've always done what you've always done then you're always going to get what you've always gotten right so do something different break the pattern free your mind um lean on others right that community of men that we're building and then look for meaning right look for the the purpose and the meaning of it all look for what is true and right and and run towards that effectively so confusion and despair we cruise through and, and we got through in the last the last two episodes so go back and watch those if you have not uh watched them and so we're going to sort of wrap this, you know, to cap these three off with what we, what we think is the, is the, what we've come up with in our discussion as the, as where we usually, where people usually end up, where guys usually end up, where I've ended up, frankly, and that is in this, um, this place of passivity, right? right. Is right. this idea of, man, I, I've been through all the confusion. I've been through this deep, deep despair and I, I've tried it all. I've tried all of these things to try to get my way out of it. I, I've done even the things that you guys have talked about, yeah. maybe even right in, in, in the podcast. Hey, the guys can be sitting there thinking, Hey, I've, I tried those things and they just didn't, it just didn't work for me. You know, it, it, it didn't, I didn't get the result that I was looking for, or I didn't get any result that I'm still just here. Right. And so then they slip into this state or we slip into this state of passivity where you just kind of throw in the towel. And you just kind of go, you know what, then I'm kind of done with this, but I don't know that I really want to keep trying effectively because 
it's not worth it. And I think that there is a, we, we, we talked a little bit and I, and I think that it's important that there's a big difference between what we're talking about passivity and maybe some of the other things that guys feel as they work their way towards that. And and those things can be broken out of. And and I don't know if you want to go into some of that, um, you know, before we kind of kick off into passivity here. Well, I mean, when you look at when you look at passivity, basically it's 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 someone that's inactive, non-participating, uninvolved, yielding, resigned, emotionless. I mean, when you mm-hmm. look at that, how often we give when we're confused or when we're in despair, it will lead us to those things. Like you, you and I talked about, you know, you're just the throwing up of the hands and going, you know, well, whatever, you know, I mean, obviously something isn't right. So I'm just gonna let somebody else do it, or that's another definition of it. It's actually accepting or allowing what happens or what others do, you know? And so it's basically waiting for others to act in my life. And when you think about, when you think about it, when you're confused or when you're in despair, especially when I was in despair, that's what was my expectation. I needed someone to come in and fix me. Mm -hmm. I was, I needed someone to come in, you know, but I wouldn't do anything to reach out for that, but I would definitely, you know, think that, you know, my boss needed the change or my coworker needed the change. You know, I'm going to throw up my hands with all that. Um, but then you can become passive. And when you look at passivity, you know, you see it in the scriptures often. I mean, you see, you know, one of the main reasons that Eve ate the fruit was because Adam was passive. He just didn't do anything about it. He was right there with her. You know, John Eldridge does a great teaching on that, that, you know, he's just passive. When you look at David and Bathsheba, I mean, well, you know, uh, where was he? He was up on the roof. He should have been at war with all the other yeah, kings. The, the scripture says, right, when when time in a time when kings go off to war, David was sunning himself on his roof, effectively. Yes. Yeah. Homeboy was in the standing bed. Yeah. <laughs> and the time when kings go off to war, he's yeah. at the beach. He, yeah, he's yeah, he's in the habit of he's having a margarita sitting in a tanning bed on a roof looking at naked women in, in their bathtubs. You know, I mean, so right. you know, I mean, you know, I mean that that's passivity, right? I mean, there's even when the disciples fell asleep on Jesus, when Jesus said, you know, he went into the when he went to the you know, into the garden to pray, you know, and, and they fell asleep. And the one that I think was was interesting was the, the one where the disciples are in the boat. Right. Right. right? Yeah. And the yeah. wind and rain are pouring down and they're like, Jesus, save us. And he's sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. During it. And they're like, you know, that's being inactive. He even says, he said, you know, you faithless, whatever, or whatever, you know, he's like, he goes, don't you realize that you can move mountains, you know? And so even so, so you see it happened often where we just biblically we just fall into despair. We just I'm sorry, fall into passivity because why? Because we don't feel like there's anything else we can do. Mm-hmm. So why do anything, right? Why do anything, right? And, so, <laughs> and then, well, we did talk about you know we can and maybe you can touch on this a little bit, but then we can also we can become passive and go, well, God, it's your deal, right? Right? Or just yeah. waiting on the Lord, yeah. Yeah, right. there's there's like that there's like that vindictive waiting, right? When when I mean there, there's there there is no let you know let's be clear for for you know for people there, there is uh in scripture a lot of times when it's you know when when you're you're instructed to wait. Oh yes. When when God moves in God's time, right? right. And and God's going to do what God's going to do. And right. so there are a lot of times when we are instructed to just to wait. That is the that is the place that we are in is a place of waiting. And we're not talking about that. No. Um, but there is a, there's a waiting like, Hey, okay. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for, for God to, 
to move in an area or to instruct in an area or whatever. And then there's like that vindictive, you know what? Fine. And God, you do it. Right. right? You, you, you do something. Right. And, and I always think of that. I, I, <laughs> I actually showed you that cartoon. I think of the, the Incredibles cartoon, right. Where, where uh, Mr. Incredibles talking to the kid on the trike in his driveway. And he's like, what, what are you, what are you waiting for kid? And he goes, I, I don't know, something incredible to happen. Right. And he goes, me too, kid. Me too. <laughs> Basically just that reservation of like, you know, yeah, we all want something amazing to happen, but what are we doing to make it happen? Exactly. You know, what are you exactly. doing to, I shouldn't even say to make it happen. What are you doing in the meantime, maybe even until it happens. Right. And, and, right. and, and, and throwing up your hands and saying, you know, fine, God, if you want this to happen, then you do it. I'm here. Well, yeah. So then we get, then, then we get super, then we religious it too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, instead of, instead of being active and doing something, I'm going to be inactive expecting God to do something and then say it's waiting on him, you know, and you know why, because that's the good Christian thing to say. So you've been waiting on something for six years, you know, it's like, you know, and God's up there going, "Mm, I've got plenty of things for you to be doing. (laughs) Yeah. You know, right. You could do something, do something. Right. You know, Uh, here's uh, another one, like, and and I'll just call some people out on this one. Right. Guys that are, you know, that are, that are waiting for dating. Yes. You know, we're waiting for a spouse, right? Like, like I talked to, I talked to guys who are like, you know, I just, I just want to be married and, and have kids and, you know, and, 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 you know, and, and I said, okay, well, what are you doing? Right. I'm waiting for God to bring me the right woman. Yeah. Like out of, from where? <laughs> right. I mean, like going to drop her in your lap. Right. I right. Mean, exactly. When right. has that ever happened in history? Right. I mean. Yeah. Like, so, like, I mean, like the the mailman. Like, if that's not it, who's going to come up to your house with a package and ring the doorbell, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, God brought me the the perfect woman." Yeah. Like, I mean, what what do you what do you mean by that? I mean, like yeah. in your head, how do you think that looks? Right. You know. Oh, yeah. but, but how many guys? That's that's it. Like, they, like they're, I'm waiting for God to bring me the right woman. Well, she's waiting for you to get off your butt and go out and meet her. Right. Exactly. Go on, on a date. Do something. Do yeah. something. That's Say exactly hi. Right. Smile and wave. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Wink. Right. You know. You know. Do. Yeah. And, and then once again, then then you have, and then you see, you wonder why you have so many Christian men struggling with pornography and masturbation. Yeah. Because God's hasn't brought the right one yet. So it's almost maybe, like God. Maybe you're not the right one. Is the yeah. problem? Is what is the way? To, I mean, what where my brain? Well, that's goes. a whole like, other podcast. There, yeah, bro. that's that's a whole <laughs> other thing. But that, yeah, that's where my brain goes. Is you know, yeah. is there might be a whole lot of women that are the right one. Maybe you're not yeah. the right guy. So, anyways, we could yeah. go down that road. But there's there's a lot to that passivity. But the passivity we're talking about specifically, I think, in this is this idea of I just you know either I don't know what to do anymore, right. or I've tried, I think I've tried everything, right? How many times have you heard, man, I've done everything. And as soon as I, as soon as I hear that, I immediately go, well, no, you haven't. Right. It's impossible to do everything. It just is like, it is impossible to do everything. You may have done everything that, you know, you may have done everything that you feel you should have be doing, but you haven't done everything. Right. Exactly. Just haven't. And, and I think, you know, step one is accepting that right because once you accept that man i haven't done everything then you start to look around and go well what else 
could I do? Yeah. Right. I just had this conversation with somebody the other day and I said, you know, if you think that you've done everything, put yourself in the shoes of the parents of a kid, a five, six year old who has cancer, right? right. They're going to do everything. If somebody says to them, hey, you know how you cure that cancer is you rub lemon juice on their feet every night. Guess what? They're going to try it. No matter how weird it may sound, they're going to do it because that is their world. Right, right. And they're going to try everything. And that's what's interesting, too, about that tried everything for me. Whenever I've many times when I've said that to myself, you know, I'm going to try everything or I've tried everything. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit says, no, you've tried one thing a lot of times. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. A lot of times. And it's not working, but you keep going back to that same stupid thing that doesn't work. You know, and so, I mean, that's when, the times where I've done everything with when it comes to my relationship with Carrie. No, you've done one thing a hundred times. Right, right. And expected it to change. Yeah, and expect it to change. Exactly. You know, so, and, you know, and when we're, so that's, I mean, that's what we're talking about when it comes, you know, we can get passive. And you got, we got one, one throw out here too. I think that there's actually a good passivity, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a, there's a good passivity. I mean, when you look at the scripture, the one that when you look at the scripture in the Bible, the one that keeps coming to my attention is, is, you know, Jesus, Jesus could have, you know, told legions of angels to kill everybody. He could have gotten off the cross. Mm-hmm. Right. But he didn't, he didn't. So was that being passive? It was being passive because he knew what he had to fulfill. Mm-hmm. He knew what God's plan was for his life. And so, yeah, there's a good passivity. If you're if you're being passive about something because you're, you're working in God's will of doing something in your life, there's things that you have to be passive about. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, there's also so- a passivity in that, right? Like there's a to me, there is that sometimes it's not sometimes the best thing you can do is is not to do anything. Right. right? Like in that instance. I mean, it's a great example, you know, and, and, and even we were talking, you're talking earlier about, you know, Jesus in the garden, you know, and, and, and uh, Peter whips out his sword and lops the guy's ear off. And Jesus goes, come on, dude, like, really? I could have called down angels to, to, right. to wipe out all these guys. I could call down legions of angels right. to wipe out everybody. Right. You know, what are you doing basically? Right. Like just stop. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and in that, if he could have done it in that instance, he obviously could have done it while he was on the cross. That's not, passivity but that's in that moment the right thing to do is to not do that exactly exactly sometimes that is you know and 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 i think mick you know one of the guys that that we um one of the guys that we work with closely and is on our on our on the board for man to man right he he is great in where he'll say you know i just felt like it wasn't the time to have that conversation right that's good he's he's acting in his inaction Yes. You know, like this isn't the time to have that conversation. Right. Yeah. And that's what, and that's why positive passivity is still making a choice to do good while waiting or to do something. And the thing that came up to me is the multiple different jobs I've had. Um, you know, as being a pastor uh, of a church in many different areas, you know, I've had also jobs at Cub Foods mm-hmm. and I've had jobs at Ace Hardware. You know, and I'll never forget the one time I was working at Ace Hardware when I, uh, when I was swapping or when I was not swapping, but when I had to step out from a church and I'll never forget that me feeling degraded, Mm -hmm. 
you know, and me throwing my hands up in the air is like, okay, well, I guess I'm ace is the place for the helpful hardware, man. This is going to be Mike Mikowski's life. Right. And then I was out in the parking lot because my boss said, Hey, I want you to go out and sweep up the cigarette butts. And a guy pulls up in this BMW and this six, seven year old kid comes out, gets out of the car with this guy. And he said, see that guy right there? And the kid's like, yeah, he said, that's why you're going to go to college. So you don't have a job like him. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So trust me, I wanted to go. Right. But then I knew I was part of a bigger plan. And I knew that I God spoke to my heart and said, you know, uh, you know, when I'm when I questioned whether what God's will was for my my life, he said, Mike, you're my will, wherever you work. And I got to talk to a guy named Dave who was an atheist. Mm-hmm. And almost I don't know if I led him to Christ, but I know when I left Ace Hardware, he said I was the only Christian that he could talk to and could share his stuff and not be condemned for it. Right. And that's where I think, you know, when we when we get to that point of throwing up our hands and being passive by, we gotta go, wait a minute. What am I here for? Mm-hmm. What is what's the real story behind what we're doing? Right. Right. And so uh <laughs> that was tough for me. I bet. Know? I bet that was that was hard. Uh when you step out of a church being paid a certain amount of money and you have to take a job for twelve dollars an hour, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, to, to or two or three jobs at that point in time to make sure, you know, it's very easy for me to just throw up my hands and go. It was very easy. And then what was interesting is, I, I don't mean to get into the too many of the stories, but what was interesting is that last time when I was at Cub Food and I really thought, well, God, whatever, you're not doing anything. So I must become a meat guy. And, and that's where my wife stepped in and I was walking down to go to work down the steps and she said, good morning, pastor. Hmm. And then I was like, what did she say that for? And I came home that night and she's like, how was your day, pastor? Hmm. And she did that like three or four times. What was she doing? Or more than that, probably 10 to 12 times. And she was reminding me. Right. Right. Of the story, the bigger story. Right. And I had to be, I had to to take action on that. That's when I had to be like, oh, that's right. I remember this. Okay. Right. So. And I remember when we were at the, when we were at the basic you know, at Honey Rock, when, when if that first one, and and you know, not to tell your story, but um, but you know, we were there, and, and you just said right, like I, I like I want, I felt like I wanted to be a pastor. I feel like I, you know, that like that was what what I what I wanted. Yes. God kept bringing you to, hey, I, like I want you to serve men, yeah, and to and to lead men, and to and to be able to disciple and teach and and so into men and 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 you kept yeah you know in those pastor you know as a pastor i i can do that right and yeah finally god brought you to the point where he was like stop just like here here is what i had this is what i have for you right like like i've I've given you this now just embrace it effectively and uh and even that right i mean it can lead to I don't know what you're talking about, God. Like, I don't, I don't know what you want from well, me. <laughs> well, well, it's be, I became passive in in what pastor supposedly meant. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It was a title. Right. And so, you know, God yeah. was reminding me that, you know, there was, there's way more to, there's, here's, here's specifically what it is. This is what it is. And you just kind of became passive in the, in the title of your pastor. And so this is what pastors do, you right. know? And so he woke me up. You were there. I was bawling my eyes out and snot balling and you oh, know yeah. but the the one thing that we know is that passivity uh positive passivity still makes plans for the future 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you're still making plans for the future. You're still trying to walk, walk out what God's called you to do on this earth. Um, and and negative passivity claims there is no future. Right. So why, so why try? You know, mm-hmm. obviously God's given up on me. So why don't I give up on me? You know? Right. right. So. And it, and it drags you to that, you know, again, it drags you down into that, um, you know, that cycle of confusion, despair, you know, yeah. what we've been talking about is it can cycle this passivity. And then, you know, and, and as you try to, I'm going to, I'm going to pike up my boots and I'm going to get my work my way out of it. And then suddenly you end up working yourself back into confusion and That's despair good, yeah. and, you know, and, and then it just produces this cycle in you where you you know, you just continue to do it over and over and over again. And, and that like, that's hard. Like at some point it becomes really hard to get out of that, you know, and and we just had this conversation the other day, yesterday, I think even right about, you know, the answer to that is to focus on the, on the positive things. Right. I mean, it's funny enough. You said that to me, you know, it's, Hey, we need to focus, you know, maybe we need to focus on the positive things and it's, it's on my, you know, I like to write things on my bathroom mirror for me and the boys to, you know, to kind of have as reminders, uh, things like on my bathroom mirror, it says, find the positive in the situation. Like it, it and it's been there for, like, I didn't just write that. That's, you know, when we talked about this last night, it's probably been there for like a month and a half, two months now when, you know, when I, when I, we listened to, a we were at a church service where that's what he was talking about. Ryan, Ryan Leak was. Um, you know, about finding the positive in, in things and, and searching for the positive. And mm-hmm. so, you know, God had spoken that to me months ago. And, you know, and here I am searching for answers and and God, what do you, you know, God, what are you saying to me? God, what do you want me to do? And he's like, dude, you wrote it on your ding bathroom mirror, right? Like, <laughs> right. you know, you know, right? why are you asking me? You know, you know, right. <laughs> like, come on, man. And yeah. so, it's, it's, it's interesting, but how that cycle, how you can just get into that cycle. And, and a lot of times it's in front of you and it's right there. And, um, and, and you just have to, it's tough. I mean, you know, let's face it. It's not, it's not easy when you get in that despair and that confusion and and then you throw up your hands and you say, I I can't do this anymore because sometimes you, you might not be able to. And I think there's a difference between being, you know, going into a season of refreshing and in getting yourself, um, you know, right. And, you know, and all that and, and, and being passive, you know, it's, it, to me, that's almost like, you know, lifting weights, you know, we, we both try are trying to work out, you know, I, I lift weights. Uh, I'm not sure what you're doing for your workouts right now, but I know you were, but, you know, you have to take days off yeah. in order to, 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 to let your, your um, muscles rest yeah. in order to build. If right. you don't, if you just keep breaking them down, breaking them down, breaking them down, breaking them down, you're, you're not going to gain anything, right? You're not going to grow. You're not going to be able to lift more. You're not going to get stronger. You actually have to allow those muscles time to, to rest and repair in order to them use them again. And so there's a difference in between that time of resting and repair and being passive. And again, like we're not talking about that. Right. But once again, why do you rest? And repairs because you know that's going to benefit your future when it comes to weightlifting. So you you're seeing the future. That's why you're doing it. So you're right. You step back, you know, and and you and you and you know that that's what it takes. Why? Because you know what the future holds, you know. And uh, if you didn't know that, you probably wouldn't do it, right? Right. Because you know, no, no, I don't, I don't know that. So I'm just going to work out every day to my hardest of my ability and tear things up and 
Right. Wonder why I'm not getting any stronger is because you 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 know you're not doing that. But but negativity, you know, negative passivity is 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 basically making a choice to do nothing. Right. And you know, when you look at those examples we gave, you know, for being passive, when you look at exactly what happens after that, you know, with Adam, he hid from God. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. It was passive, sin entered, it caused him to hide from God. Mm-hmm. Yet it causes us to question where is God and we're the ones hiding from him. Right. Right. Then you got David. David's passivity caused him to ignore the calling that he had to be king and what a king's responsibility is. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we become passive, we step away from our responsibilities as men, fathers, husbands, coworkers, CEOs, you know what I mean? Right. So right. when you become right. passive, we we could step away from that. And then when you look at when you look at the boat, you know, when you look at the guys on the boat. You know, they expected somebody else to do the do it, do what they could have done themselves, you know. Right. But you know, so you just look at those things. And if you're in that spot, if you're hiding, if you if you can't seem to find God or you're hiding from God because of stuff going on in your life, you know, you could be falling into passivity. You know, if you're ignoring your responsibilities, you could be falling into passivity. Uh, you know, uh, or when you accept when you want somebody else to fix your mess, mm-hmm. you know, you're probably you're probably heading into passivity. And so um, because the opposite of passivity is activity, it's active, it's activeness, it's energy, it's vigor. I mean, I was watching a guy on 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 uh, YouTube from this men's channel now that I've been uh, participating in, and this guy was talking about what God's doing in his life. And I'm telling you, Denny, this guy was just ecstatic about life. He was excited about what God's doing. He was, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I need that again. I mean, I mean, he just exuded direction and confidence and and activity and and just um, you know, imagination. And I'm listening to this guy and I'm just getting fired up. I'm just going, you know, that's that why? Because he believed in something so thoroughly, this ministry that he does. He believes in it so thoroughly that he's had he talked about roadblocks, but roadblocks my butt, you know. I mean, right. God's in this, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. so I mean that's how God designed us as men. We we right. we can't we can't not be active, you know, for sure. So I mean, so what do you do, right? Like, so we've we've gone through what passivity looks like, um, some examples of it in the Bible, all that stuff. So so you know, so what do we do? So again, the question that I've asked the last few weeks, and and we'll continue with. So you've got a guy who's watching right now. He's listening to all this, and he's going, you know what? You're right. I kind of have thrown up my hands. I kind of have given up and and just and just said you know i i don't i don't i don't know what to do anymore i'm just i'm lost to it so you know so give us a couple of things that guys can do in order to i mean you just said the opposite of passive and i think that that's probably the place to start right there right 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 yeah we've got to we've got to understand that god has called us into action mm-hmm. you know once again we'll say this many times that john elder says you know we're we're in the, we're called into a love story in the middle of a war you know in a world at war and war demands action. I mean, you know, <laughs> you can't, right. you get passive, you get passive in, you know, in war and you're dead. I mean, that's just, that's just all to it. Um, yeah, I think both, you know, both of us went through basic training and the thing that they, they talk about in basic training, right, is movement. You yes. know, if you get in a situation where, where, you know, you're under fire, yeah. you have to, you have to move. That is, yeah. you know, they teach you how to move. Like you learn like six different ways yeah. on how to move, but right. it's basically if you ever- like move. Right. If you've ever if you ever watched the uh movie uh Hacksaw Ridge, 
Mm-hmm. When they're under attack, that one guy's hiding. He goes, hey, man, a sitting duck is a dead duck. Right, right. It's just the truth. You know, and so that's that's something we have to, you know, this is where, once again, I, I get into Old Testament stories. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I feel like I need to step into action, I start reading David and Goliath. I start reading, you know, Isaiah and some of the things that he did when it came to other gods and how... And you know why? Because you see that that I once again believe that that's just going to stir me up. That's going to stir up that heart's intent, that that reality, of what God's called me to do. Uh, and so you got to find ways. And it could be different. It could be worship. It could be country music. It could be, I don't know. But but you have to understand that God's called us into action. So we need to become active in doing something. Okay. And and you know, I mean, and honestly, there's like we talked about before. There is a lot of um, there's a lot of things that the Bible has called us to do right. that you don't need direction on. Like you can go back to those types of things, you know, right. where God says, like, hey, you should be taking care of the poor. You should be looking after the elderly. You should be, you know, taking care of people that can't take care of themselves. Like that's just things that you do as a good person. And yeah. so, you know, in the end if maybe you don't know the direction that you're supposed to be going in, in your career or with your family or, or, you know, in your next, uh, you know, in school, if you're doing school and you're not sure what to major in and all that stuff. Right. I mean, there are things in the Bible that you can be doing that right. we know God has called us to do. And so yeah. fall back on those. Yes. There, right. What are, where are you serving in your church, in your local church? Right. I mean, I know a lot mm-hmm. of people that say, well, you know, I don't, I don't believe in a local church and this now I'm telling you like, Maybe it's time to start, frankly. Right. I mean, if you don't know what to do next and you don't believe in a local church, there's a place to start right there. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And and multiple times when I had the other jobs at Ace Hardware, Lowe's, you know, Caribou Coffee, you know, what God that's I'm keep going back to Hacksaw Ridge. I don't know why, but but when 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 he was up on the hill and he was the last one and everyone else left and ran from the hill. He's like, God, I, I can't hear you and I don't know what to do. And all of a sudden you hear you hear this little voice say, Medic. Medic. And, it, and it's like God reminding him of what he was in that war for in the first place. Mm-hmm. To be a medic. Right. To save those that to save those, right? And that's like you said, it's falling back. And many times whether I was at these different jobs, and I started thinking, well, you know what, this is it. He would all of a sudden he would bring a guy my way that wants to talk to me. Hmm. You know, or, or I'd have to re-go, well, how many men have I how many men have I called and checked up on? How many how many guys have I said hi to lately? You know, and it usually wasn't any. Why? Because I was becoming passive in what God called me to do based off what I was doing as an ace hardware guy. Right, right. 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 And that's that's exactly what so that's I think that's so great. You gotta you gotta remember that God called you into action. And so what can you be active doing? Usually what God's told you to do in the past, or right. what that God's called you to do, the plan he has for your life. It may not be at the right, may not be at the place that you think you're supposed to be at, but you can still be that guy in that place. Mm-hmm. So. And I think in that, right, the thing that you need, we need to remember sometimes is that, you know, Second Peter 1, 3, right, that says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We've received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. So that verse right there gives you something that you can do is how well do you know the one who has called you to himself, right? right? He's given us everything we need for living a godly life. We receive it all by coming to know him. Yes, so come on. You, I mean, if you want to, 
if you want to know what's coming next and you want everything you need in order to live a godly life, you have to know. So start there. Again, that's right. something that you can do is just maybe continue to just try to understand, you know, the thing that we talked about, uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe last time or time before that, you know, was about asking for understanding versus yeah. direction, right? Yeah. Help right. me to understand you more. What we have, what we are doing at Man to Man are calling men into this. We call it masculine initiation is the term that, that we like to use. But what mm -hmm. we're really doing is calling men to find who they are according to how God created them. Yes, God created okay. each and every one of us for a purpose. And if you don't know what that purpose is and you don't know what God has created you to be, then that's where you can start is in that, right? Morgan Snyder talks to talks about, you know, in his book, Becoming a King, how, you know, to take a decade, to take 10 years of your life and devote it to becoming. That's right. That's a bit, I mean, I know like there's a lot of guys that we know who are like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I get what he's saying, but I'm probably, I'll just go with six years long in that. So I really maybe have four. No, take, devote 10 years of your life right. to finding who you are and becoming and watch what God does. Oh, yeah, you're going to take 10 years. Who knows? But right. devote that to, to, to figuring out who God has created when he created you and, and see what happens in that, because right. that right there is a big undertaking. Well, then you're operating out of your true identity. I mean, that's, you know, that's what you discover. And, you know, uh, I, you've got to share this because you shared, you shared it before, but you know, so number one, understand that what God's called us to action. All right. Mm -hmm. Number two is we are part of a bigger story, right? We're just part of a bigger story. And I, I, I want you to share what you got from that scripture about a godly life. Yeah. The, the, the thing that I, that I think is amazing, right. In that scripture, that's second Peter one, three is that, you know, it, it talks about, we have everything we need to live a godly life, right. not to live life, Come on, but to live a godly life. And so if like, if, if we're out there asking, you know, like, Hey God, what do I do with what do I do in this job? What do I do in this? You know, I think that the, the example I used was, was about, you know, your kid, I have a 17 year old, he's getting ready to go off to college. Right. And it's, well, God, what, you know, what is, what is it going to be for, for Josiah in his future? You know, where is he going to go to school? Is he going to go to school? What's he going to study? And God's like, he help him find me. Right. If you help him to find me and who he is, his identity in me, then the right. rest of the stuff, I mean, do you think he's going to get a terrible education in one place and not in the other? If he has me as his identity, if he knows who he is, he's going to be fine no matter if he's a doctor or a mechanic. Right. He, if he has his identity rooted in God and who God created him to be, then he's going to be successful and, and be able to carry out what God has for his life, no matter what he does next. Right. And so the big thing in that verse is that, is that God's given us everything that we need to live a godly life, not to live life. Right. So right. focus on that part of it. Right. And that's the bigger story. That's what we're mm -hmm. talking about when it comes to, you know, in order to get out of passivity, you got to realize that you're, you're part of a bigger story, right. your life and what you're doing is just not it. It's not everything. Right. And just, I mean, when you, when, when we read that, you know, I, my brain started to go, you know, I give you everything you need to live a godly life. I'm like, what has he given me? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, God revealed to you what you've given to me. 
right? So that I can live this godly life. We spend so much time trying to get God into our life, right? When reality is, God says, "Yeah, you, you're probably wondering why you don't have what you need, <laughs> right? Right? Because <laughs> you're dealing with the wrong kind of life. You, you know, I yeah. told you I give everything you need to live a godly life. You know, and so right away, what a journey that will be just to just to go on and going. God, what is it? What are the gifts and the talents you've given me so I can live a godly life? Right. I mean, you could start there, you know, and I, I mean, I, you know, I know some of mine and my core beliefs and all that going through Heart of a Warrior and, um, you know, so I mean, but, you know, there are times where God introduces something new and that's always exciting. But that's what just excites me about that scripture is if you've given me everything I need, what is that? What are the things that I've got to lead a life that's godly and brings you to the world? I mean, there's so much more to his life than there is about my life (laughs) right so many times we focus on the smaller story and i mean and honestly let's face it 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 feels like the bigger story i mean in in so much because because it's what we know it's our life right like to think about the fact that the majority of our life is lived in the smaller story i mean that's that's the reality but that's right. hard. It it's really hard. is. It's hard because it seems like it's so important, right? I mean, m- my boss wouldn't agree with me that my doing getting up tomorrow morning and and working is part of the smaller story, but right. it is really. I mean, it, it, it is. You know, I, I I say to my team often, you know, I whenever somebody screws up, I you know, I manage people, um, you know, in my chimney sweep, and whenever somebody screws up, I always say to them, you know. Hey, good thing is we don't install pacemakers. Right? I mean, because you screw up if we do that and we're in trouble. But right, we don't right. do that, right? So we're okay. We're gonna be all right. And you know, and, and in the end, that's the that's the difference between small story and bigger story, but still not the even larger story, which is what God is doing in and around and through us. Yes. And that's the thing, you know, somebody said to me, um, you know, Tara said to me the other day, right? Like, how come you didn't come to this realization of these things earlier, you know, in our, in our life? And, and it was a great question. I mean, it really was like, it, it just, it, it has resonated with me and, and it's got me thinking, you know, I mean, obviously it could have been taken, I could have taken it poorly, but, but it really is resonating with me because my thought is like, that is a great question. Why, why do we not realize these things? Why yeah. do we not see the larger story until we, until you finally do. And, and, and again, I could unpack why this and that and the other thing, but I, the important part here is that once you have seen it, once you've realized, oh my gosh, I am living in this small story and there's this way bigger story. The real question is what are you going to do with that? Exactly. And I think that's what we're trying to call guys out of in these last three series is exactly that. Like, don't just sit in confusion and despair and passivity, but realize that you're there. And now what are you going to do with that realization and that knowledge? We've given you things that you can try. We've given you steps that you can be a part of, but, but really the idea is to embrace your part in the bigger story. Give up the idea that, man, I should have realized this earlier. Yeah, we all probably should have. In the end, it would be great if all of us did when we were 10 years old, realize, man, we're part of this bigger story. And we all were these amazing evangelists for Christ throughout our whole life, right? That would be great. The fact is, we're here right now, realizing this. And so what are we going to do with that right now? Yeah, right. And the other cool thing is, you know, the other cool thing is that 
we have a father or we have a God, despite our crap, mistakes, mm -hmm. blah, 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 invites us into his story. Right. He's not expecting us. He's not, ex you know, we don't have to be perfect for it. But no, he loves us so much mm -hmm. that even in Mike's crappiest of crappy days, he's just still like, no, you're, you're so much bigger than this. You're so much part of a, mar a story. He invites us into it mm -hmm. despite our stuff. Just goes right. to show you how much he loves us. The reality is he knows us better than we know ourselves. He's got our hairs are numbered. I mean, all these scriptures that say that, and just the reality that, oh my gosh, that's right. I'm caught up in my story, but God, you still love me and you still know that I'm important to your story here on this earth. And, right. you know, oh, I just, what a father, you know, what right. a father, what a right. father. So good. So, um, Again, confusion, despair, passivity, three things that we saw. We've gone over them the last three weeks or month. We've kind of, we've kind of got, I think we've broken this down pretty well. Any final thoughts, wrap it up, things that you want to on this series uh, to kind of, to kind of put a bow on this one? Well, to put a bow on it, I think kind of one of the major themes is the reality of that we as men are designed to do something. Mm-hmm. And the only way out of things many times is because we just don't do anything and, and, or we try something and then we give up so quickly. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we talked about earlier was, um, uh, you know, in order for you to, cause the question that every guy asks is, um, do I have what it takes? Mm -hmm. Right. Question in every man's heart. Yep. Is, do yeah, I have what question of every man's heart is, do I have what it takes? And the only way you can know you have what it takes is to do what it takes. And so I think all these last three, confusion, despair, and passivity requires us to do something, to take action in some way, shape, or form, to get out of them. And so that's kind of the bow. I don't know. Maybe you got something else to put on a bow too, but. No, man, I think that's it. I think that that's, you know, that is what the call to action that, that we're trying to invite men into. So if if you, I mean, hey, if this if this is touched on you, guys, if you're out there, and and you're hearing this and you're like, oh my gosh, and you're stirred by this, right? Go to our website, mantoman.org, right? It's it's linked in the show notes on, on every show. Um, but go there. There's resources that are there, there's past shows that are there. Share this with people, right? I mean, you know a guy who may need to hear some of this or you feel like would be interested in this, so share it to him. The other thing is, is we have a retreat coming up in January. We're going, we're going back to uh Luther Park in Danbury, Wisconsin. And, and we're going in January, which is always, uh, I mean, it's, it's cool because it's a way to kick off the year, right? I mean, you're starting off your year with, with devoting four days to listening to what God has for you as right. a man, uh, which right. is an amazing thing, but it's also crazy because it's friggin' January in Wisconsin. And so it's always cold. There's always snow. It's like, it is extreme and it's fun and we always have a good time with it. So uh, join us in that to explore further. Again, you can go to the website and click on events and you can find that and invite somebody to come, right? And if you've gone to a basic already and you don't feel like going to another one, you know, invite somebody to, to go, uh, bring somebody else with and let them experience this. We all know someone who needs that uh, you know, take action in that. Then if you're yeah. in these areas and you're feeling despair, confusion, or, or you're reserved, you've, you've relegated yourself to passivity, like take some action, join in with us. Like we are calling men to, to create a movement that changes 
the the trajectory of manhood as it exists in, in the world right now and and that and we are part of this massive bigger movement that's going on across the country and the right. world uh calling men and so take that action is what i'll say is 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 just join in and do something share this if that's the smallest thing you could do is share this it's like the, right. the littlest one you know is just is is share this podcast with somebody else um, you know, or, or one of the podcasts or somebody right. else, the, the bigger step would be to join us in our retreat or reach out to us and, and get some resources to help yourself out. Yeah, definitely become a part of the movement. I mean, be, be guys that are inviting other guys into transformation and into reclaiming their masculine soul. And I don't think, I think the one thing we have never really said when it came to our winter retreats, you know, if you are a snowmobiler or a four-wheeler guy, bring them because there is free time that, mm-hmm. that, that you have. Uh, you know what I mean? The only problem is with that is that I get to drive one if you bring it. So, but, um, but I mean, so, I mean, if you're some guy that, you know, that that's what you love to do, um, you know, you can definitely bring them. There's tons of trails in Danbury, Wisconsin, all, you know, and for four wheelers and for snowmobiles, but, um, uh, but yeah, I think, I think, I think these three things really are plaguing. I think we give, I think God's really spoke to our hearts on how we can get out of it. So let's help each other and uh, do it. Sounds good, man. So the the next podcast too may be a little bit time coming because we uh we are we're leaving on Thursday to go to Colorado yes. to go visit John and his team and his crew. And uh I couldn't be more excited than yeah. I am. Possibly like there's no like if I got more excited, I would just pee my pants. So <laughs> like I'm I'm like I'm like on the verge of peeing my pants excited. I just did. So okay, okay. So you went one step further. Nice work. <laughs> so um I mean, that's how excited I, I mean, I'm just, I'm excited for that. So we're going out there next week. So, um, yeah, obviously we, there may be a little bit of a gap. There was a little bit gap in between the last one and this one, there might be another one, but, uh, we'll see you back here soon. All right. All right.